Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand You could never understand In 1887, a three-mile penny-farthing cycle race was held at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Some say the first prize was a grand piano. Others say it was a cabinet filled with silverware. Either way, the Austral Wheel Race was officially the world's oldest continually held cycle race. In 1898, a young rider by the name of Tom Finnegan won the Austral raking in the first prize of 240 sovereigns. With his spoils, he went on to establish a bicycle shop, Mulvan Star Cycles. This magical Melbourne Monday morning. You're listening to the Arabug Radio Show here at 3CR in the Paris end of Smith Street. <laughs> Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. Always a wonderful show. We're joined on the show this morning, Faith and I, Cole Bell from the Cyclocross Fields of Joy. Good morning, Cole. Good morning. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. I'm sorry about the little intro. It, it is a lovely day out there. And I didn't realise that about the... Uh, I knew the Austral re- wheel race was very long. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realise Tom Finnegan actually started Malvern Start. You know that history at all, Cole? No, no. Australia's... Um, I think it's also... I think the Melbourne Warrnambool might be the second oldest, oldest. continuous yeah. race. So I didn't realise that Austral was the oldest, but... Yeah, good. I always find a little bit somewhere everywhere on that. We're um, going to go through our news, usual news and events and what's happening in the bike world in Melbourne here. and But, of course, we'll be touching on the fields of joy and the cyclocross season starting up. Faith, I can tell you've got a spectacular bike moment to share with us. <laughs> good to have you back, actually. All good. It's... um. 
it's not a highly original one. I think I've shared it before, but it's so good when it happens. It's it's worth repeating. I uh, was riding along the Capital City Trail this morning and came up around that little bend from behind Velo Cycles towards Nicholson Street and spotted the green bicycle. So instead of having the what is it to wait there for the lights to change eight minutes or something. Got to go across, which never happens, and then got to the top end of St George's Road and, again, didn't have to stop, just got to go straight over. So I was really hoping for the trifecta down at Fitzroy Swimming Pool, which has only happened once that I've gotten all three in one day, but didn't. It's okay. The first two were, uh, well, the first one especially. It was uh, a good morning. Quite special. Very special. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. Cole, you got a bike moment for us to share? Uh, I suppose most recent on top of mind for me is saw the birth of a new quick circuit yesterday at Essendon Fields. So we raced a test event on a new piece of road and you know, very pleased to say it doesn't race like a normal crit. And, you know, it was safe and fast and interesting racing. So that, that that's my bike moment. So. There we go. And such a good one, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be returning to that later in the show. Talking. Well. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Look, um, mine happened on my commute. Very, not, I'm not dissimilar to you, Faith. One of those lovely mornings, I think it was, I actually think it was Saturday morning, but I had to ride through, uh, I'm not sure if many people ever ride through the MCG car park. It's quite a wonderful ride through there. They're coming from... Fitzroy Gardens dropping down towards Richmond Station. Anyway, I'm halfway up that uh, the hill to climb up to the top, cross the uh, railway line there, and I could see coming along a young father on a sort of long-tailed cargo bike, and they sort of came across in front of me, and I could hear the little kid on the back um, saying... Are we there yet, Dad? (laughs) And Dad's reply was, uh, five minutes, five minutes, we're not far away now, was quite funny. But interesting to watch somebody, quite a tall uh, gentleman, and somebody who has that, uh, it's a pretty hard uh, thing to pull off that fluidy on a long tail bike. They were rocking along, but he just looked like he was hardly moving. It was wonderful to watch. Then the next part of my commute was a ride through Fitzroy Gardens, which is just perfect. No pedestrians, <laughs> just me on a bike. And turned to the top of Napier Street and two sing- a couple on single speeds, matching Brooks black saddles and saddlebags, dropped it in front of me on Napier Street. Oh, I was on the disco bike. I thought I could chase these two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, flying down. Round past the roundabout, past the Napier, because they were about 10 metres in front of me, a little bit longer, so I didn't have to look to see if anything was coming up the roundabout. <laughs> they sprinted away, got held up at the lights at Johnson Street. I was far enough behind, so the lights changed just <laughs> as I came along. Went to the next two roundabouts, just, you know, 20 yards behind them, but just it was this sort of like barrel down Napier Street. <laughs> came around Fitz, to the Fitzroy swimming pool got stuck at the lights yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here end of the lesson uh, news and events faith where are we going to lead to news happening in the bike world as um, always there's an update from bike spot 
we had Anthony yes. on the show uh, several weeks ago talking about the Bike Spot project, which has one more month to run. But just out of interest, it's it's been um, a pretty amazing response. This is a project where people have been asked to report where um, they don't feel safe. Um, not it's not about infrastructure or that. <clears throat> it's about perceptions of safety. So where you don't feel comfortable, or you could also report where you do. Um, but uh, the focus has tended to be on where people don't feel comfortable. Um, and uh, to date, there's over 2,000 spots have been put on the map. And if you add up all the people, because you can comment on someone's spot, add your own tips for negotiating those spots um, and support what they're saying about that area or not. So in all, there's over 6,500 submissions on the map and there's one more month to go. So uh, if you haven't uh, had a look at it yet, you can do that at bikespot.org.au. And very worthwhile going along and having a look. Well, it's it's a really different take on, um, you know, no one's really tried to look at perceptions of safety before. And at the close of this project, there were 12 <laughs> city councils that have partnered on the project, and the city of Yarra is one of them. And... Uh, what will happen at the end is they will be getting reports on the data in their council area, but comparing the perception of safety to Vic Road's actual crash statistics, which um, is a very different set of data about where accidents actually happen, but um, won't tell you where people, you know, areas people are avoiding because they don't feel safe. So obviously there wouldn't be any crashes there. True, and if there's a pesky little problem you th- need highlights, it's worth putting it on the bike spot as well. Yeah, alert others. There are a couple of spots where trucks park in. Well, not trucks, lot large vans pass in park in that uh, the first car park after a roundabout. Yeah, where there's a bike lane, and yet anyway, you know the following traffic's going to be a little bit tight. The coaches on Rathdown Street. Uh, all those pesky little things. Now. Um, we should um, violate Alan Parker, a anybody who's been involved in bicycle activism in Melbourne for the last 20 or 30 years would be very much aware of Alan Parker's contribution to the way cycling's changed in Melbourne particularly um, and virtually um, most of his life devoted to trying to encourage and change the infrastructure and set up proper th- funding and a way of doing things. Um, Alan Parker was one of the, uh, first, the one of the original um, uh, beginners or the starting of the uh, Richmond Bicycle Plan, which was one of the first local council plan to come up. And if somebody, if you want to see part of uh, his work, the Contraflow run through Lennox Street in Richmond is one of the things that uh, people like Alan Parker and I might say Peter Moore from Abbotsford Cycles fought for for a long time. So you can see those results. And I'm sure Chris uh, will be doing a much bigger tribute to Alan Parker next week. Mm. Yep. Also last night was the, the Ronde van Flanderen on uh, SBS Live. Did you watch a call? I did. I saw <laughs> probably the last hour. I, I, was, I did find myself having a bit of a snooze before that, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, I started watching it, and I wasn't planning to stay for the whole thing, but that last hour, things got quite interesting. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's a superb ride for sure. It's amazing. And uh, so for those who don't know, Sagan won. Um, yeah, by, soloed. Yeah. 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 And how many kilometres was it solo? That was a long... It was a long way out. I, I'm not quite sure, but it would be over 15. I yeah. Think. Yeah, um, and with confidence too. Yeah. Just didn't need to really put any attack in anywhere. Just just kept going and and that that and last fell by the wayside, that know. last stretch where Cantalara was almost closing that gap, and the difference in the way like Sagan sitting on the bike just looks so relaxed in that time trial pose, just really yeah. fluid, and everyone else is just starting to they were working really really hard and just not able to get that. Well, just even to say seated up the Paderberg like that. And just, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I thought it was good. I, it was I'm, good. I'm a big fan. I've been waiting for him to have a bit of a breakout and, you know, stop finishing second. So it yeah. was nice to see him dominate, you know, such a big event. So. Yeah. And and very uh, – it was also nice to see so much of the uh, Flemish countryside. It was very oh. non-Belgian weather. It was uh, sunny and uh, nice and, uh, yeah – um, you've got much longer vistas than you normally do. <laughs> so you can check. I'm sure there's somewhere online. Anyone who wants to know more about uh, placings could check and find that out. Have a look. It's, it's, he's been an interesting trajectory from very, you know, outstanding young cyclist to now maturing into somebody who looks so much more comfortable and on a bike and he's having a good year. Anyway. Yeah, it was also very hard to win when your marks like he is, because yeah. like, mm. they all just sat on him for a long time, was, yeah. and he didn't even look for anyone to come take a turn. He just no. kept going, and uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, and in other news now, um, the TO, uh, TOC numbers are out. There's been a little bit, of, well, been a big increase, but we would all know there'd be an increase in admittings to hospital bike riders. Over the last nine years, have been about a nearly a forty percent increase, but the number of cyclists going up. But it still um, highlights the fact how vulnerable cyclists are. The and this this was from the TAC statistics. So anybody that then um, was hospitalised, obviously for an accident with a car, be careful. Yes. <laughs> When you're driving. Be careful when you're driving. <laughs> Otherwise, the advice from the spokeswoman from the TAC to cyclists to wear a tight-fitting helmet. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll be back after this break. Oh, no. Freeze, fellas, you're under arrest. What do I do? Um, call a lawyer? Hello, Fitzroy Legal Service. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you are arrested, you should make a no-comment interview. A no-comment interview? Yeah. Well, how do I do that? You say... No No comment! To everything? Yes, except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment. So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment? Yes, you say... No No comment! To everything? Yes, say... No No comment. comment! If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. It's for legal service, proudly supporting 3CR. And you're back listening to the Aravag Radio Show on 3CR on this uh, Monday morning, the 4th of April. Uh, as Val uh, mentioned earlier, Cole Bell from Sunbury Cycling Club is our studio guest today. And yesterday was a big day for Sunbury. Um, 
with the first Criterium held at the new venue Fields of Joy in Essendon. Uh, and uh, if regular listeners may have heard Cole and us referring to Fields of Joy before, um, around cyclocross. But uh, things are changing down there. Yeah, for the positive too. Um, so we're quite lucky to have our existing cyclocross venue um, and that still continues, but there's a new area opening up with some infrastructure changes at the airport. So they're doing some work to move some hangars and have built an access road. So that brand new piece of road we raced yesterday is, as a crit, um, and that went remarkably well and had really good feedback, and so um, we're quite happy with that. Um, that also gives us access to a brand new area out at fields for a second cyclocross venue so we've got our existing hard hilly venue and then we've, we'll have a new flatter venue and it's quite amazing actually this piece of land because when you when you stand there it's like so big that it stretches to the horizon it's like <laughs> to be 10 kilometers from the cbd it's sort of uh yeah, it's quite hard to get your head around so quite exciting so um what started as a conversation about 18 months ago at Essendon Fields about the possibility of racing has now turned into we've got um, three workable criterium circuits out there um, and two amazing cyclocross venues. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, for me, I just see it as a real gift to um, cycling in Melbourne and Australia um, to have particularly last year at the the Nationals, for instance, because it had rained and, like, we could go in there knowing that we could set that course up in advance and if it got all chewed out because of the two days of racing over, it just didn't matter. There wouldn't be a centre restoration cost. Yeah. So, and what I, I see now in the cyclocross space is there is a move to private venues. So, you know, you're not, you know, having to deal with complaints from residents and restoration costs in parks um so you know perth will be hosting a a a race at a showground this season which is really exciting um uh, canberra they're they're looking at a venue at a farm which is really exciting you know and all these places are quite welcoming and not looking to you know look for restoration costs after an event so Makes a big difference, and especially I guess on that side of the city, like there hasn't been the access to a cycling venue so much um, as you know some other areas have a, a lot more access to things going on. Yeah, I, and it's 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 pretty good too because you've got. City Link, and it's close to the airport. You know, for if someone was flying in, say for an interstate round, you know, it, it's pretty handy all round. Yeah, you know, it's easy to park. There's lots of space. You can yeah. get there on the bike path. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can ride there. Yeah. Um, a lot of people use it outside of racing as well, yeah. which we we're quite surprised by. So if you go out there to do any work, we always have someone come up and say hello. You know, so. There's always people out there having a look or practicing. So, mm. there are um, cyclocross events in every capital city in Australia now. 
I don't think there's any in Darwin. None in Darwin, but everybody um, else. Yeah, so um, Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney. Um, there's a, a bit of a scene in Brisbane. So I, I'm a bit biased. I, I, I see Melbourne as the, the heartland, yep. you know, like... Um, you know, I imagine Adelaide might argue that you know they've got a pretty sizable scene. So Adelaide are pretty amazing, actually, because they they'll run midweek racing and see 130 people at a race, which is yeah. you know pretty amazing. So it's been a very quick uptake in the whole of Australia, then, hasn't it? Uh there's good reason for that. Um, it it is the crossroads between all the cycling disciplines, you know. Um, so it brings cyclocross races together with radies, together with mountain bike riders. But what I think the beautiful thing about it is that the inclusive nature of it. So yeah. it's very welcoming for novices, very welcoming of women and, and kids. Um, so unlike other forms of cycle racing, like you don't really get dropped in CX. Yeah. You'll get lapsed, but you're still part of the race and you're still part of the fun. And there's a real respect from spectators about anyone who's having a go. It doesn't matter if you're fast or slow. Yeah. As long as you're, if you're out there trying, yeah. then you know that's that's good enough, and you'll get crowd support. And so, yeah. And that's the other thing. It, it works really well for spectators, so you can create that atmosphere because they're not just vanishing off over the well, horizon. Well, also, you know, you're separated by a piece of tape, like yeah. you're yeah. right on the edge of the action. So. Um, the elites love racing in front of a crowd. So when we race the nationals, like for the elite men's race, it was six deep on the tape on the top no. of the hill. Like when they came up the first time, I, I couldn't even see them. I had to move. So I just yeah. thought, how awesome is that? You know, so, no. and the noise was something else. So well, you know, the crowd's an integral part of the whole thing, you know, in every respect. Well, yeah. and this is, this is the thing, though. This is why the elites are so supportive of novices and no. kids and families because they are the crowd, yeah. you know. Um, and even with the support races, help, you know, ride the course in and prepare it so it's really fast and ready to go for the, when the yeah. elites come out, so... It's all good, hand in hand. I <laughs> know oh, it's been it's been great, and like I was saying, I'm, I'm marvel at how quickly it's become such a an integral part of the cycling scene in, in all those cities, and so quickly. Uh, yeah, my sense is that you know there's a lot of people buying cyclocross bikes, and now there's a full season, particularly in Victoria. There's a full season now to to race, so yeah. you know a lot of people are just targeting cross because it's fun and it's good. And so uh, your dates are going to be kicking off in May? Yeah, our first race is the first round of the Vic Series. That's on May 22. So we're hoping... Last year, we were also the first round. We had, I think it was about 230 seniors. So that that's a pretty big round <laughs> for us. And it might even be bigger this year. So. Yeah, And will that be on the new cyclocross well, so this access road has really just been finished, so yep. that's our first access to this new area. Okay. So um, it's massive and it's got lots of opportunity. We just need some work being put into yep. it. Um, particularly what we find is that like, the whole area dries right out over summer, so it would be good to start to see some rain and some, some grass and some greenery come up. 
Um, what we're hopeful with this new area is that it actually the grass grows a bit long and that we can just mow a course in and we don't actually have to <laughs> stake and tape it. So that would be ideal. So, um, but because it's flat, we need to build features. So Yeah. So our first race will be on our old course. Yeah, our okay. existing course. Yeah. Yeah. And then now later on. So we've also... Um, We've got a set date around. We were hoping to have a C2 uh, 27th and 28th of August. So um, we're going to have a big race. It's probably just not going to be C2. C2 standard, but um, without the UCI points. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. And because you mentioned the work done on the course, and that, and it's just, I think, a good point to make that, you know, all this is volunteers and people putting in their own time. Yeah, it's been quite an amazing journey with that too because you have people you've never met come and work for days, you know, and you make these great friendships out of it. And we've had lots of people also have a a really positive experience from having volunteered, you know. They they come and say, oh, it's it's been amazing, you know. We've had such a great day because you get to talk to all these people and they're really nice to you and... You know, I think I'll come back and do it again. Like, <laughs> so we've had this little snowball that's rolling where and it gets easier for us because if you've got people doing registration who've done it before, well, yeah. you know, it's, it's one less worry, you know, so and we've, we've had that experience. So Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the plans for the next criterium? Yeah, well, we were testing the, the course because... Um, Sunbury, we're also active in the Northern Combine, so we, yep. we do have a fair bit of input into the winter road season. So one of our races is the Tom Probert Teams Race, now, because that's a teams race that ideally needs a closed circuit. So it's a bit hard to get closed circuits, yep. or sometimes the traffic management can be t- quite expensive. So we're real keen on testing this one because... The traffic management is quite simple because there's not a driveway, there's not a side street on this circuit. Yeah. Just close the road. It's basically dead-end road that goes nowhere. And, and it's gated at the moment, so, you know, we unlock the gates and swing it open sort of thing. Um, so that race is in two weeks. So um, we need to have some discussion around that, but um, uh-huh. that's likely the next time it's to be used, yeah. Cool. Um Longer term, um, we have to see what happens. It's it's got street lights. It's got lots of potential. So it's really Night just crits. yeah, yeah. And if anyone uh, wants to find out more about either the cyclocross season or, I mean, anything the the crits and that would be listed at Sunbury Cycling Club. Yeah, um, our main. It doesn't suit everyone, but our main uh, communication medium really is Facebook. Yep. Um, it's easy. I know it doesn't get 100% coverage, but we've also got our website. Yep. Yeah. And that's fojcx.blog. No, it's Sunbury Cycling. Oh, Sunbury Cycling. Dot yeah. org. Dot org. We'll try and get a link up on the podcast. Yeah, we'll put the link yeah. up with the podcast. Get some dates. Cool. Now we have a couple of... Good to have you back, Cole. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All part of the cyclocross arm. I'm continually amazed by how quickly it's grown. But if you can't wait to a cyclocross, they've got a couple of events coming up quickly. 
there's a swap meet on at uh, Abbotsford Cycles, the 9th of April, 9am to 12 o'clock. If you ask after some of those old bottom brackets that nobody ever uses again, there'll be thousands down there. <laughs> Get down and pick up those oddball things that you need for your classic bike. And also coming up on this weekend on the 10th is uh, Pushy Women Training run by the Squeaky Wheel and this is uh, funded by the City of Yarra. So it's for women who know how to ride a bike but don't, mainly because uh, they don't have the confidence to use their bikes. It'll be um, conducted in north (coughs) sort of Fitzroy-Carlton area and uh, there's still some places. So if you want to register for that, uh, uh, you can go to thesqueakywheel.com.au. And Sunday the 10th of April, the Barclay Square Bike and Life Festival is on in, Bi- in Barclay Square in uh, Brunswick. And actually, you can learn a little bit more about the Brunswick bike culture. Bring your curated beard along to Barclay. Sorry, Faith, next up. <laughs> well, the next up is the Inter- Melbourne International Comedy Festival is on and the Squeaky Wheel and Catherine Devaney have been running the Pushy Women Show for several years now and it's its second year at the Comedy Festival. So there will be a lineup of six or seven women from Melbourne and New South Wales to- talking about... Uh, why they ride, what they love about it, why they don't. So um, it's always a really good show, very funny. Um, And there's a bike ride to the show if you're interested in doing that. So you can also find a link to the tickets from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival site or at thesqueakywheel.com.au. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, 3CR relies on your support, so if you'd like to make a donation or subscribe, you can do that at 3cr.org.au. And coming up next is Dirt Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.